0: What's up, Bulls Nation, and welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game. That wasn't very pretty, was it? Mm -hmm. CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get all those awesome perks. Did I tell you? To take the Suns minus five and a half tonight, he did. I did. Did he you did. listen to me? If you did, you made yourself some money.
1: Congratulations.
0: <laughs> What's going on, y'all? I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my friend Big Dave Watson at BAWL Sports. Will Gottlieb will be joining us later on after he hears from Billy and the players in post game. And welcoming back in our <laughs> dear friend and contributor here at CHGO
2: Bulls. It's Mark K. Everyone, Whee! follow him on Twitter at MK Hoops. Mark, how are Whee! you, pal? I'm doing well. I've gone full Matt Peck today. I'm actually uh, having a beer whilst uh, doing the podcast. So, that's unlikely, yes. but, um when, you're, when, you're, when your favorite team has lost three games in a row, whatever it is, they lost yes. every game on this West Coast trip. So, I don't know. You resort to drinking. You resort to bad food. Your diet goes out the window. Everything goes out the window, at least when you're a diehard balls fan. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... I guess find my way through it, lads. So I'm, I'm happy to be joining you today, and maybe you guys can, um, you know, lift my mood. Maybe. Aww. We're
0: happy to have you here, man. I had half of an extra large pepperoni pizza by myself. He did for dinner, uh, and this is a whiskey soda with far too much soda and not nearly enough whiskey in it. But <laughs> <laughs> cheers anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, as, as you mentioned, that that's a wrap on the three game trip. Woo! And it. Only got worse each yes. game. We were like, oh man, Sacramento, that's a bad loss. Well, maybe mm-hmm. they can bounce back and get one of these other two. Yeah. Utah, you know, and, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, you, you weren't as bothered by that game against the Jazz, yeah. just particularly like, hey, Donovan had a hell of a night shooting the ball, uh, and the Bulls at least put up a fight for, for a good while. But, I mean, was this performance against the Suns, like the rock bottom of the trip for you, or, or you were you also just kind of seeing this one coming?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I, you definitely summed it up right in the sense that I was okay in isolation on that Jazz game. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, this is going into Utah is always difficult. The Jazz are a good team, irrespective of that you know there may be a, yeah, a couple percentage points off this year compared to last, but still they're a good team. It's hard to win in Utah, but like in in isolation, that was an okay loss. But the reason why it was annoying, I suppose, was like literally a couple of days before you lost to the Kings of all teams. So that's what made that frustrating. But then, like this loss to the Suns, completely outclassed, and 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 I was expecting them to get done by the Suns. Like there was no way, to to, in my mind at least, that I thought they could win this game, and I was kind of thinking, you know, this was fine for at least maybe twenty four to twenty six minutes of that game, but then I started to remember that the Suns are without Chris Paul, they're without Cam Johnson. Uh, Jay Crowder wasn't playing in this game. Like, if we want to talk about injuries for the Bulls and using that as an excuse, the Suns were without three of their top six players. So, to get outclassed by that that amount of margin against the Suns tonight, given that they were missing a lot of players, it was tough to handle. But I don't know, I'm, I'm just fortunate. I'm, I'm glad, I suppose, that the Raptors lost tonight. That's the way I'm looking at it, I suppose. I've had the <laughs> Raptors won tonight, the Cavs won, and the Bulls lost. Like, there would have been, um, I would have been in full meltdown mode, but uh, thankfully, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook and the Lakers made sure that the Raptors lost. So that's what's keeping my spirits up, actually.
0: Let's go to Mr. His Spirits Are Always Up always. And, and see what Dave has to say.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes! This was terrible. I Let mean, the hate flow through hey, you. Hey, man, I can tell you I'm positive, but damn it, I'm logical. <laughs> like at the same time, you got to be both, man. Uh, this was oh, so much not fun. Like that first quarter was probably the only good part about this game. And then after that... I mean, just everything went by the wayside. Just so many weird stat lines uh, for the Bulls here. DeMar DeRozan, no, well, first of all, nobody scores over 20 points. Which nobody is, had 20. Which is, which is crazy in itself. Um, but DeMar DeRozan having his 19. But Zach Levine's stat line was the weirdest to me. 12 points on one of seven shooting, but 10 of 12 at the free throw line. I don't even know the last – I mean, he does not get to the free throw line that often. I think the last time that happened was against Detroit. Uh, for some reason, he always gets to the line with uh, in double digits when he's playing yeah. Detroit for some reason. I don't know why. But 10 or 12 from there with nine assists, like he just did not have that game at all. Ayo uh, DeSumo, uh, another binary, he's kind of stat line. He, he wasn't on. When Tristan Thompson is one of your leading scorers, you're in trouble. <laughs> like that is not the case. That should never be the case. And the three-point shooting, which was also wild to me. Look, man, your three-point shooting was led by guys off the bench. Everybody off the bench was leading you in three-point shooting, with Caruso with two, Kobe White with two, and, of course, Maddie Legend with two late. But DeRozan didn't hit one. Zach didn't hit one. Io continues to slump from the three-point line. Um, Vooch's slump from the three-point line continues on and on, man. Uh, Mark, I don't don't know what to make of this uh, as far as Vooch's uh, three-point shooting, but Io's stat line is the one that's just like, wow.
2: Well, I mean, look, look let's let's put it this way. If Javante Green is the only starter of your of your team that's made a three, uh, it's probably going to be a bad game for you. So yeah, to your point, like the three-point shooting remains an issue. This is a drum I've been banging all season. The, the Bulls are now last in the league in three-point attempt rate. Right? It's not something that they can fix, really. Like you, you hope Lonzo comes back and he launches seven or eight threes a game. but I'm, I'm sure we'll get to this later on. But you know, he's still seemingly a week's away, whatever that may mean, or at least I'm I'm speculating on that, but that's what it sounds like based on what Billy has been saying. But like Zach just can't have games where he only takes one three a game. And particularly like when you're down 15, 20 points in that, you know, the start of the second half, when things are getting away from you, like trading twos for threes and those sorts of things, or getting to your mid-range shot, or just taking two pointers at that point in the game. Like you can't get back into games against a team like the Suns by just going to the, you know, your two-point shot. You need to launch these threes. I, I don't know why Zach only had one three-point attempt. Now, granted, you know, he's being guarded by guys like Mikel um, Bridges and those sorts of things, which makes it a little bit more difficult. But at the same time, like, he can't have games where he's only taking one three a game because he is the most credible, high-volume three-point shooter on the team. So for him to be 0-1, like, you're just going to be running up, up, running up against a disadvantage every single time.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean... I kind of liked the way that Zach started this game. Yeah. In like he was penetrating and and kind of taking what the defense gave him, but also he had some really impressive passes, I thought, and some nice setups to get his teammates involved. And I was thinking, okay, well, maybe this is just one of those nights. And and we've seen this, you know, from Zach even going all the way back to like the Lowry and Wendell are his teammates' days, where he looks to get his teammates involved first and then he then he follows to be like, okay, now it's time to get mine. But he never did the part where it was, okay, now it's time to get mine. Mm. I liked what he did distributing out of the gate in the first quarter, Dave. But as you heard Mark mention, he took seven shots tonight. <laughs> and only one of them was from behind the three-point line. Wait, yeah. how yeah. the hell do you explain seven shots? Yeah, I, I can't. I have no explanation for it at all. Like It's
1: such a weird game. And you're looking at it like, you, yeah, you had nine assists. We, we get it. You're distributing, but it's the same way I talked about with Kobe White. Yeah, it's nice when you have seven rebounds and seven assists, but I need you to score. <laughs> I need you to get those twenty five points. That's exactly why you're out there. And I appreciate that other side of your game, but we know what's going to get the Bulls that victory. And and I think, and you know, Mark, let me ask you, man, because we were, we were kind of we kind of touched on this when we were watching the game. But what's what's more, I guess shocking or saddening to you watching this team so far is it is it the lack of the offense which they are known for which we know is exactly why they're going to be in the game or is it the defense what they're not known for but it still looks like they're getting done up really nasty out there
2: uh look for me just the way i'm made up i suppose mentally it's always the defense like i'm I'm watching these defensive possessions and just scratching my head constantly and i shouldn't be because i i we all inherently know like the the limitations of the players currently on the roster. Uh, like we know that the majority of the time there's going to be two or three bad defenders on the court. We know for, you know, two or three months now, like the Bulls have been a bottom 10 defense, sometimes even bottom five. Maybe I'm cutting them too much too much slack there by saying they're bottom 10. But I, I guess the point is like, for me, at least, I'm always going to revert back to defensive mistakes because the, the defense should be keeping you in the game. But yeah, I, I take your point why the offense may be uh, a little bit more annoying because, we expected, or at least, you know, in January and December, the Bulls were winning shootouts. That's how they was staying in things when their defense was starting to slide at that point. But seemingly at the moment, the offense isn't getting it going to uh, right now either. And, you know, we, if we can expect the defense to suck already, if their offense isn't going to come to play like it did tonight, then they have, they have no chance. So why Zach only had seven attempts? Who the hell knows? I guess, like, it's funny, like, when he has a good game, I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, the knee's not bothering him. But then when he has a bad game, I, I immediately go to, oh, his knee must must be bothering him. I have no idea, no idea if that's credible or not. But, you know, what, what other explanation is there for him only having seven attempts? When was the last time this dude had seven attempts ever? I can't, you know, maybe it's happened recently, but I can't remember one. I haven't looked it up, but it, it, it must have been ages ago. And,
0: you know, it's like the Bulls listed Zach as probable for this game yesterday, Mm -hmm. a day after he plays in Utah and drops 33 and looks like the best version of himself that we've seen in weeks, Mm -hmm. if not months. And then and then this game happens and you think, should he have played in this game? Should he be playing in any of these games? (laughs) Obviously, if Zach is getting word from doctors, it's okay to play he's going to play through as much pain as he can play through. But, I mean, God, at, at this point, you wonder if it's even worth it. The, the, this team still has, theoretically, playoff games to play, but yes. I I just don't like this weird, like, purgatory that we all seem to be living in when mm-hmm. it comes to what we are expecting from Zach Levine on a nightly basis and that changing on a nightly basis.
1: I, this, but yeah. this one is a little different because this is a change I don't think anybody was really expecting. You know, you don't expect, like Mark said, seven shots from Zach Levine. Uh, you don't I mean, he did 12 shoot points. 12 free throws. So That's so it's like, wild. What? Yeah. And, and the one that shot he makes was that backdoor cut when he goes in and he dunks the ball, you know, with such ferocity, You're like, oh, there's nothing wrong right. with me. And then after that, he doesn't score again. Vanished. And so you're like, oh, man. Uh So I understand where, where your worry is going to come from and why it would be heightened. Uh, on that, but he's going to play. I mean, as long as he's not on that injury report and it's saying that, yo, it's all right for him to play. He's he's going to be out there and I think he should be out there, but managing it, like, I don't think we saw him at all in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay with that. You know, let him say there was no reason to get him out there and continue to play him. So they're doing the best they can in, in that situation. But yeah, if he's only going to take seven shots, that's only going to just continue to raise, raise more and more questions.
2: Well, let me ask you guys this, because this is something that annoyed me during the game. And it relates to what we're discussing here with Zach. But like, why is Zach spending time guarding Devin Booker? Like, if he's, he, if he's nursing a knee injury through the game at the moment, or through all of these remaining games, he, it sounds like it's going to be something that lingers into the playoffs. If that's the case, and he's sort of managing this on a day-to-day basis why is he spending possessions checking Devin Booker when you have IO, when you have Javante or whoever it may be? Uh, Caruso started the second half, took that night, that matchup uh, initially in that second half period. Why are you spending time with Zach guarding Devin Booker and making him presumably, presumably like forcing that need to work even harder than what it needs to be? Like he's not necessarily leading the offense, but he's obviously a huge chunk of the offense, but now you're asking him to guard Devin Booker on the other side of the ball as well. Like, does he need to be doing that, I guess? So that was a, a concern I had during the game. It wasn't for every single possession. There was times where he was switching onto Devin Booker, but there was also times where there was half-court sets being run and that the Suns hadn't necessarily got into their stuff yet, but there was Zach picking up Devin Booker, uh, Devin Booker. So, like, I don't know about you guys, but was that something that you're concerned about as well, the fact that he's still guarding the other team's best players at times? Like, even go back to the other game against the Jazz. He was spending time on, on Donovan Mitchell. Like, why is that happened? happening if he's carrying an injury. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's a fair question. And the the question that I have as a follow-up is, I'm wondering, is that something that Zach Levine is insisting on doing himself out of a matter of pride? I'm sick of people talking shit about my defense. Hey, Billy, let me guard and let me check book for some time tonight. Mm -hmm. Or is it Billy's instructions? You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's a fair question to wonder. If, like, if he's even... Not, you know playing through an injury, mm-hmm. and we're, we need his scoring. Mm-hmm. We n- No one had 20 points tonight. We need his scoring. <laughs> yeah. Should he be exhausting himself on the defensive end? And who's making that decision?
1: I think it's Zach, honestly, in my opinion, making that decision. I wouldn't be surprised if oh, it were. He's definitely that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? That kind of pride that he kind of plays with. Um, and you heard Adam Amin kind of say it during the game. Like, he mentioned Zach taking on the challenge mm-hmm. of guarding Devin Booker. Uh, Zach wants to be looked at as not – just one of the best, but the best shooting guard in the league. And he just went up against two of them. The two of the three that people might say are the best in the league. So I'm sure he's looking at that like, yeah, I'm taking on that challenge. Uh, I'm I'm the best. So, yeah, I would guard this guy also because I think I'm the best. So I think that played a lot into it, uh, that pride of Zach Levine. But as we know, pride comes before the fall. So we don't want to see that out there, man. I'd rather you just go out there and score. And Billy, again, has to learn how to save – his players from themselves, you know, yeah. taking him out of the game in the fourth quarter was a good way to do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Removing right. him
0: and letting him sit was a great way to do that. But
1: yeah, I I, I do think it was Zach kind of uh, trying to take on that challenge.
0: We see you, Sam, with that super chat, and we will get to you right up next because it's a very fun question. Ooh. We appreciate the donation. But first, Big Dave, tell the people how they could be having all sorts of fun on games like this game with points bet. Oh, You know what? Mark came on here. He wanted to be cheered up. That's what he wanted. He wanted to be cheered
1: up. Damn it, let the cheering up begin, baby. Cheer away, it's now sir. to talk about PointsBet. The Cheer best away. way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two, count them, one, two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. No, no. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from that CHGO laha. That's two thousand dollars in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker. All making for all for making a fifty-dollar first-time deposit at PointsBet. And also, y'all, introducing PointsBet new feature. Listen up, Matt Peck. The live college basketball same-game parlay for the first time ever. You can build the perfect live same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, and I know you do, Joey, I know you do. You can also boost your live same-game parlays. So that means you can watch live, parlay live, and boost live all with PointsBet. Oh, and now, if you're in Illinois, you can sign up right at home. You don't have to go out in this sideways monsoon that's going on outside. No, you can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Plus, during the PointsBet March Madness, all users can earn up to 100 in free bets. During each round, just place your $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? I don't know. Me neither. So hey, go ahead and get on this because once the game starts, you don't just bet. You live your bet life with points bet. Oh, that was for you, Mark. Mm.
2: Love it! Bad man pretty, delivers. The
1: Ad man delivers. Pretty, pretty, Why? pretty good. <laughs> well done, Joey. Well done, sir.
0: Well done. <laughs> uh, so here's a fun question from Sam. Okay, would y'all ever ask and or have Bulls legend Brian Scalbrini as a guest on the show? Uh, yeah. Yes, we would. Well, I wouldn't. No, we have not asked him. But you know this about me, Big Dave. Uh huh. Diehard Scal fan. Huge. When the White Mamba rocked the Red, White, and Black, mm, Mm. I loved every second of it.
3: What an interestingly specific super chat. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right like, sam I do you it. know when, brian that's scalabrini someone, that's right. someone who knows what they want to ask and they know they want an answer to
3: it can you help us get him on the show
0: <laughs> yeah seriously i mean do you know sam williams are you pals with with Scal? you want to hook us up because pals with Scal. ryan by the way it does it's pretty good he you know we maybe had an in when we worked you know uh at that other place because uh, okay. he works for that other place that is true Wait, don't you
1: have a Scalabrini like picture or something? I up?
0: do I have an autographed Scal Eight by eleven of him going up for a gorgeous fourteen foot jump shot, oh. which I'm sure he cashed, Oh, and which and it, I'm
1: sure it was in the fourth quarter when they went by forty.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm yep, sure it, it was. was. It was a gift from a bro, actually. Shout out, bro! Shout out, bro! Because he knows just how much I love Scal. That's,
1: what is it about Scow that you that you love so much?
0: He was Tom Thibodeau's human victory cigar. <laughs> I like. I remember being at the madhouse on some of those nights that season when the Bulls were winning sixty games, oh. and, and instead of us tonight being like, well. Bulls down 20 in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. The fourth quarter was a party because you were up 20. I remember. And then it was like the UC would just start chanting, Scalabrine. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And then he would tear off the sweats. Mm -hmm. The place would explode. Mm -hmm. And then it was like anytime he touched the ball, the place would go mad and want him to shoot. I mean, it it was maybe not quite as visceral when you're watching from the other side of the world, Mm -hmm. you know, Mark, but... Come on, you vibe with that that whole scowl thing too, right?
2: Oh, look, I mean, to a degree. But look, I mean, Sam, what was that? $4.99 $4. for that super chat? I'm, I'm wondering if you could get $4.99 for that signed scowl picture that you've got. You're, you're <laughs> saying, hey, come <laughs> on. I don't reckon you can do it. I don't reckon you can do it.
0: Oh, my.
1: Oh, well done. <laughs> That's harsh. That's I, the, <laughs> it's the brew. It's, I'm telling you, man. This is what happens when you put the drinks in. <laughs> That's what happens when it goes down, baby. That's how it's going to be.
0: That, that, that man's autograph is worth more than $5. You think? Yeah. I, I I believe. Joey, how much do you think Brian Scalabrini's autograph is worth?
3: USC legend. And, and he's playing in the – I think he's got one of the better teams in the big three tournament. He plays in that. He does play in the and that. And he's good. He's like averaging like 25 or something. I I don't actually know what this, how the stats work. <laughs> Just tossing numbers out. But it's something. Okay, he's he's playing well. He's good. More than five dollars for sure. Under hundred.
1: More than five. I don't even think sure. close
3: to 100 hundred.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, Mark might be right. Honestly, it might be like that four ninety nine range. It yeah, might be on that tip, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, it might be that.
0: Sam said, "Sometimes I dream that he is me, like Scal. If I could be like Scal, <laughs> I want to be. I want to be like Scal. Um, that's fantastic. Yes, it is. We also have a donation and a comment from Matt Lennon. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank who you said so. time to start AC? I don't even, he didn't even frame it as a question. He just said, it's time to start AC. Mark, what do you think about that idea? We did see him start the second half.
2: Yeah, yeah, we did. And and my immediate thought was like, is this a in-game adjustment or is this something that's going to potentially, you know, last for the next few games coming up? Like Billy floated the idea that they're still toying with that idea as to whether they mix up their starting lineup. Personally, I, I don't like the idea of doing it just because it's less about what Caruso brings when you put him into the starting unit, but more so what the, the flow on ramifications are. And we saw that in the second half where Billy ultimately went to a a second unit lineup that had both, well, all three of Derek Jones, Junior, Javante, and Tristan Thompson on the floor. And whenever you do that, like we're talking about the lack of shooting, we're talking about lack of spacing, maybe that contributed to Zach just, you know, only getting seven field goal attempts because, the, the, the court is so constricted when you have all th- all those three guys on the court at the one time and I, someone in the comments I forgot who it was, so apologies, but they had mentioned um, you know how, how constricted the court looked tonight and you know that, that is the flow-on effect when you have Caruso in the starting unit. ultimately the second unit will feature a lot of guys that just can't shoot at all. So when you have them those three out there, you put in Demar and then you really just only have Kobe out there as the noted shooter, let's say. Like you just can't get those three-point attempts up. So I, I personally don't like it. I, I don't know if it's something the Bulls should go to. I don't even know if Caruso can go balls to the wall for 30-plus minutes a game. Can he keep out of foul trouble? He's still battling with that wrist injury, which he hurt against the Jazz. Uh, personally, I wouldn't do with it. I, I wouldn't go that way, but happy to uh, to be challenged on that, I guess. What do, you, what do you guys think?
1: I didn't mind Billy trying things. I'm, all, I'm always okay with him trying anything because uh, – as I keep saying, like I like him because he's not beholden to any lineup. Uh, he's like, all right, I'll try. If it doesn't work, then fine, we'll never do it again. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I think everything you said is absolutely correct, though. Um, and plus, he just works better off the bench. We know where Caruso's biggest impact is. It's coming in off the bench. And when it's the close game in the fourth quarter, having him in that starting five uh, in that fourth quarter, that's where his impact is felt. Uh, we saw it, but we did see a slight impact of it early in the third quarter when he was in with a couple of steals Sweet. that he got back-to-back, Sweet. which led to those uh, transition opportunities uh, for the Bulls. But overall, and you mentioned it, uh, Mark, uh, the spacing in the third, not just the third, like <laughs> the spacing throughout the game was just horrific mm-hmm. uh, for the Bulls, man. And, and yeah, having Caruso out there – I never thought of it impeding uh, the progress of Zach actually taking shots. Um, that's an interesting thing. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. And you might think you might be onto something there, but I, I had no problem seeing it because uh, now that I see it, I understand. I'm like, okay, it's not just lip service uh, anymore. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, bet, cool. Let's not do that again. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that moment and
2: hurry up, Patrick Williams, to get back so we don't have to do this no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's why it's interesting because, like, if, if it's, it's interesting to understand or to know, if, is this just a, an in game adjustment or is this something that Billy wants to go with? Because it has implications for Pat's return. Like, if Caruso is out there starting, then I'm assuming that means Pat is coming off the bench because I, I doubt that I was going to go to the bench in that scenario. Obviously, Levine and DeMar staying in that starting unit, as is Vooch. So if, Caruso is going in for Javante, then I'm assuming Pat's coming off the bench in that scenario. So that's why it's interesting as well. Not not just because of, you know, who's currently on on the roster and the permutations around that, but also what it means for Patrick Williams' return, which seems like it's pretty imminent. Like, so it, it has multiple flow-on effects, which is why it's um, intriguing.
1: So, And also, for what you mentioned, it's intriguing, because even if he doesn't do it for Javante, like you said, he could do it for Ayo as well. Like, he could make that move and start him over... Uh, IO going forward, like that could actually be a thing, you
0: know, going in with with, uh, Caruso. I just just wonder about the tinkering with lineup, bench unit, rotations, as you're making your way into the playoff series. Okay. You know, just maybe because we've all been hoping that this, you know, this hope of hopes that the Bulls get healthy, they have at least a handful of regular season games to identify and establish the rotation, right? right? right. And that that would give us some other level of optimism coming into our playoff series, whatever the matchup might be. Mm -hmm. And maybe now having to realize that that's just not where this team is. Mm -hmm. And that Billy might have to continue tinkering through the final 12 games of the regular season Mm -hmm. and their playoff series. It could be. Like, like I said, nothing's off the table
1: uh, with this team, man, especially when you've been losing like they've been losing and you're trying to find any kind of a spark, offensively or defensively, you're trying to find a spark on this team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's just trying to figure things out, uh, try, throwing it against the wall, see if it sticks. And yeah, man, they they need all the help they can get right about now. And so yeah, he just tried to switch it. It worked for a little bit. Worked for about two, three possessions, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, basketball wise, this is why this doesn't <laughs> work. Oh, we get it now. Okay, let's not do that anymore. But uh, but Mark, do you have do you have an issue with Billy? Uh, just not just with uh, Caruso, but just trying different lineups with these twelve games left. Or are you okay with him just standing pat with what
2: we've seen? Look, I. I, I... I guess I can't argue against trying something because what was previously happening, isn't necessarily working. Same thing. Like if we go back to our conversation around defense, like the bulls occasionally were sending out a blitz tonight. They were doing that against the jazz as well. The other night, like fundamentally, I believe that it has no chance of working based on the personnel that's currently in the court. But at the same time, the current scheme isn't working. So I mean, what do, you, what do you do? Do you keep just going to the wellness, the current thing that's not working, or do you make an adjustment and see if you find something randomly that potentially could work? So, I mean, I'm of both minds. You can talk me into either or. Like, ultimately, I don't think a blitzing scheme is going to work. I don't think, you know, these some of these lineup changes are really going to, to work itself because it may influence one unit and make that particular unit stronger, but potentially diminish another unit sort of thing. So... You know, I'm not opposed to it. I don't think it's fundamentally going to change anything, but um, if Billy wants to try things, then let's try it. I'd rather him try it now, you know, with 12 games to go rather than say two or three games to go. So yeah, keep trying it, hopefully find something. I don't think he will, but uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Can
0: we also try Lonzo just playing on one leg? (laughs) You you can launch a three from one leg, right? My God. (laughs) My God, what? seven for 27 tonight from behind the three-point line. It's not good. Hey, this, God, this team needs Lonzo He's so bad. 26%. He was getting up eight to 10 threes a game, mm-hmm. and that's a third, some nights more than a third, mm. of this team's collective three-point shooting. Mark, you mentioned it at the top of the show, that if Javante Green is the single starter from your Bulls starting line, that can't be good. The Bulls were one of 9 mm. As a starting five from behind the three-point line tonight. Not good, Bob. One of nine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Five funny. guys.
0: Yeah, not good, man. <laughs> good Lord. And five uh, guys
1: who can all actually shoot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not
0: good. Um, all right, we'll get to more of y'all's comments, and we have to talk about uh, a little bit, you know, of big-picture stuff um, with this 15th loss to a top team in the NBA. Oh. Bulls 0-15. Oh, But first... <laughs> Let's all remind ourselves how much fun we should be having with PointsBet. Parley didn't hit tonight, folks. Io had a rough night, didn't get those assists, but you know what did hit? Sun's minus five and a half. I told you it would. You did. I got some money in my pocket. You he should does. have some money in your pocket, too, with PointsBet. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to do this and continue to grow is to download that PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you getting that two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you get a free annual membership to CHGO. Mm-hmm. That unlocks all of our exclusive web content, like written stuff about the Bulls from our pal Will Gottlieb, from Mark K., he who put that. a column up earlier today. He does that. Like me, who had put up a column earlier today. Pecking order TM, And all of our other amazing writers here at CHGO. <laughs> Plus... The free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker. Who doesn't want one of those? Mm. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. And as we mentioned, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can do it right from your phone, Mm. Bulls Nation. So easy, so what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with pointsbet. Boom. Whisper. Quiet. Whisper. Whisper. <laughs> you
1: don't have no whisper sound effect, do you, Joe? Mm. What would that be? I don't know. Anything. Uh, <laughs> we'll work on it.
3: We'll work on it. Pack, pack. <laughs> what, what's, what Scalabrini autograph do you have? A, a picture? It's,
0: it's an 8x11 photo of him taking a jump shot.
3: Okay, I don't know the exact dimensions, but $92. Boom. For what? Whoa. And who said that man's autograph wasn't <laughs> worth 5 For the front, well, how much is the front? Is it frame? Oh oh, Oh. yeah, it's mostly frame. Scalabrini signed photo, eight by ten.
1: Eight by ten. In the
3: Celtics jersey, he's a champion.
1: Mm, But that's in wait. That one's in a Celtics jersey. Well, we didn't. We didn't specify. Okay, then. See, you're, you're flipping things now. So, you're, <laughs>
0: so, so you're saying Scal and a Celtics jersey. Yeah, he's much, doesn't depreciate yeah, by
3: ninety dollars. It doesn't depreciate by ninety dollars. <laughs> I think
0: you. it does. I think it matters.
1: Boston is serious about their people, man. And and does he do? He does uh, the. Uh, play by play for Boston. Yeah,
0: he he does he does NBC Sports Boston.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna weigh a little, have a little more he weight is over there.
0: Definitely, an even bigger legend with Celtics fans. Correct. than he is With Bulls fans. Correct. Well, Correct. Our time with Scal was so fleeting. It was. It right. was. But a he captured your heart. Oh my God. That's what he getting? did. Yeah. And he's on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, AK in the comments asking, I think a very good question. Okay. Have the Bulls lost confidence through this losing streak? No one could even make open shots tonight. This is now a three-game losing streak. This is now the Bulls having lost, what, eight of their last Mm ten? Going back to that previous five-game losing streak. Mm -hmm. And the Bulls are now Mm 0-15 against the top three teams in the East and the top three teams in the West. I am no mathematician, but that can't (laughs) be an encouraging stat. I think it does
1: affect your confidence. Uh, I don't see how it couldn't uh, going on – constant losing streaks the same way it affected their confidence when they were winning all the time you know they were operating a little bit differently we saw guys hitting shot we saw derrick jones jr hitting, hitting regular three-point shots from the baseline mm-hmm. and now he can't hit the side of a barn as yeah. they say, when he when he takes a three-point shot it yes when you're losing it affects your confidence absolutely and not just losing but the way you're losing also affects your confidence if you're in the game and you're coming up short that's a little different they aren't in these games you know they're just getting beat up, and I really think that Sacramento one is the one that really, really, really oh. hurt their confidence right there. Because remember, they they were used to you know being beaten by these uh, lesser teams, but then coming back on them in the fourth quarter. Uh, we saw them do it against Detroit. We saw them do it a lot uh, in early uh, on in the season, which is why they were calling Demar, you know, King of the Fourth, King in the Fourth. Excuse me, Thank I don't, don't want to hurt your feelings. Thank over you. here. King in the Fourth. Oh, but yeah. So, I think it does affect your confidence um, when you're losing by 20 and getting beat down and they're dancing on the sideline. You know, the other team's dancing, high-fiving, you know, and you're out there struggling. I don't see how that doesn't uh, affect your confidence, but they still got time to get something together, and they have no choice, man. They got to go in, they got to play Monday, and they got to get this win against the Raptors. What do you think,
2: Mark? I'm I'm going to – I'm going to take it a different angle. I'm not sure if it's their confidence has taken a hit, more so their resilience. Now, maybe it's semantics. Maybe it's something a little bit different. Maybe it's connected. I don't know. We can argue that point. But I guess what I'm getting at here is, like, to your point, Dave, like, when they were scraping by earlier and beating teams like the Kings and doing it with their offense, like, let's go back to the end of December when, you know, they, they beat the Washington Wizards and in, in the Indiana Pacers on a, on a DeMar game-winner sort of thing. Like, they were comparable teams to the Sacramento Kings. But... I don't know, the Bulls found a way to come back in those games. They found a way to be resilient. They found a way to to win those games. Whereas now it kind of feels like they just don't have that drive. And to me, you know, whether that's confidence or whether it's just the constant hits that this team has taken, like maybe they were resilient at that point in time because they knew eventually at some point Caruso and Lonzo would get back. But then, you know, I don't know, Levine gets his injury news. Caruso comes back, but he's clearly still... You know, carrying an injury, Pat's coming back, but it's coming, he's coming back very late. We're getting this Lonzo news now that, you know, he's not necessarily taking a backward step, but he hasn't progressed either. So, like, I guess the team is taking hit after hit, and after a certain point in time, like, how many more hits can you take? And you know, something I keep coming back to is that this team has a very thin margin for error, and, and when that is the case, then you know, if you don't have that same resiliency, if you don't have that same drive to to eke, eke out these wins against you know teams like the Kings, let's say then, you know, what is going on? Uh, maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's resiliency. I, I don't know. Obviously, we're speculating here. But, like, these are games that the Bulls found a way to win previously. Not necessarily against the Suns, but, like, the, going back to the Kings game. Whereas that that's not happening right now. So, I don't think we'd be in the situation we're in right now where, you know, they're beating the teams like the Kings or whatnot. Even when with DeMar was going crazy, like, they were just scraping by against lesser teams. But that's not happening now. For whatever reason, uh, that could be a number of things that like Demar's obviously regressed. So we can talk about that, but yeah, uh, maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's resiliency. Maybe it's a whole bunch of things. It's probably, it's probably a lot of this. It's probably not one single thing that's impacting this team at this moment.
0: Yeah. I, that's something that I've always agreed with you on Mark. When you talk about the margin for error of this team and that it has been pretty thin all season and it got thinner and thinner and thinner with each guy that went out uh, throughout this season, because this certainly appears to be a team that is greater than, uh, you know, the team is greater as the sum of parts as opposed to the individuals. When you right. talk about yeah. Lonzo and Alex's defense making up for defensive weaknesses to put it kindly with some of these other guys on the roster and DeMar mm-hmm. coming in and addressing the team's weakness of a, a lack of free throw attempts and getting to the rim and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Like, it is a team that is built well but has a small margin of error, and they were stacking wins in spite of that small margin of error. And shout out to Jared Johnson in the comments who said, you guys, Billy called this months ago when he would constantly talk Mm. about how well the Bulls shot earlier in the season, and he knew that regression was coming. Mm. After Bulls wins, Billy was repeatedly talking about we did not do this well enough tonight. We did not do this well enough tonight. True. And he was, Billy was kind of, you know, putting a little bit of ice on the flames of people be like, Oh, the balls are amazing. And Billy was like, y'all chill. We got this. This team has some stuff to work on. Mm-hmm. And they were winning with that thin margin of error. Now they are losing because those things didn't get fixed. Mm-hmm. And that margin of error is still the same.
1: Yeah. And to what, and to just to what uh, Mark was saying, Uh, Whether it's resilience or confidence, I think one affects the other. Uh, So even if your resiliency is going to affect your confidence, confidence is the one that's lacking, your resiliency is going to take a hit. And they're getting hit on both. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're, They're constantly being punched. And so everything is affecting every single thing on this team right now. So it's kind of like reeling, you know what I mean? So that sends you reeling and they, they just really got to come out and play a little bit better, man. They got to show that confidence and that resiliency. You know, they're a better team at home uh, than they are on the road. I think that plays into it too, along with these elite teams, with them playing on the road when you know they stink at it on the road, to put it nicely. But yeah, they still have to play. And, oh, look at the joy on my face right now. Because I see who's in the wings.
0: Yeah! Oh! There it is. Look at that. There it is. Look at that. Look at him. Look, <laughs> look at it.
1: Look at it. How you like that? I
2: love that. Yeah. Man. He's a copy of it. So it's
1: new, well time, y'all. Send send my new
4: banner him. pick.
1: <laughs> send that to him, man. Ooh.
0: Well done, Joey. Well oh. done. He just did that in like How 30 seconds. How
4: was that? Oh, we needed the.
0: That should that should never see the light of day. Oh, so good. (laughs) It was good. We'll we'll talk about it later. Unless I'm Gab. If I'm Gab, I'm you are Gab.
1: You would definitely Gab.
0: That's the only way it's okay. Okay. The rest of those people on the banana boat can go to hell.
4: What's up, Mark? She is a queen. Long time no see, holy friend. How are you? You know, it's (laughs) it's 30 here in the morning. We're uh, on the same day as you at this point so that's mm. bad news and
0: uh, <laughs> the Bulls are yeah. bad. Well, so speaking good. of bad news, what was said during these post-game uh, comments?
4: Um frankly, it was a lot of like platitudes about oh, uh, we know we have to like get better and um the thing like the way that teams are guarding us is changing and we're trying to adapt and once we figure it out, it'll all come together and yeah, that was kind of it was just Demar and Billy tonight. Um nothing really that interesting other than, you know, I think they're starting to realize that like the standings are what they are at this mm-hmm. point. It's not like a given that they're going to get a top 4 seed. Mm-hmm. It's not a given yeah. that they're even going to make, you know, the playoffs at this point. Mm-hmm. Um and when I say that, I just mean getting out of the right, play-in. Right, right. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's I think the the tension is starting to build. They're mm-hmm. confident. They're um they're still optimistic, but just outside looking in, it's it's feeling a little worrisome. Mm.
1: How's Billy feeling to you when, when you watch watching him? Is there a change in... He's steady it? hand, man.
4: He's mm-hmm. at all times. Like, he uh, he just c- comes in, says the right things. He's very... Yeah, he doesn't, like, get too high or low. Right. I don't even think he really gets high or low. Right. Right. kind of stays straight as an arrow. And, um, yeah, I think he's, like, trying to just figure out adjustments. Like, they started Caruso in the second half... He said that they – you know, he saw um, Crusoe have those two defensive stops on Booker right before the half, so he wanted to try that. Um, they tried blitzing a little bit in the second half, so they're trying stuff. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the Suns are a really good team. They were in the finals last year. They're headed there again this year. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it all year. Mm-hmm. This team has not been able to compete against – The team's at the top of the league. So it's not like that's surprising. I mean, the Suns totally outclassed them. That wasn't, like, a shock to me. Mm -hmm. It's more like, okay, we got to – it's, like, time to establish Mm. yourselves and, like, win some of these tough games coming up.
0: Mm. Not often that you hear, you know, getting outclassed by Phoenix or, you know, anything in the state of Arizona. Not exactly known for its class.
1: Coming at them strong.
4: Coming bro. at our PHNX brothers man. and sisters. Yeah, I said it. I
0: said oh it, PHNX.
1: Oh man, my
0: pick. I'm I made him mad with a pack. Brand, you're gonna get a phone call from
4: Denver. Brandon after this. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's a Denver guy.
1: Brandon's a Denver
0: guy. Oh man.
1: I like I actually like Arizona a lot. I hang out there. Yeah,
0: it's a nice place. Okay. Nice place. Place. Well nice y'all place. you go have nice a good time and call me when you're back.
1: Place. You should come with me, man. Like seriously. Are you kidding come me? Hang out.
0: Hell no. Oh, man, it'd be a great time. Arizona?
1: <laughs> well, I guess with someone stanking your voice. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> the only only
0: real. way I'm ever going and hanging out in zona. Is if I'm going with Charles and he Mm. like brings me around and we and I hang out with Charles for a night, okay? Because you know he's probably still a freaking god in that like in that entire state and certainly the city of Phoenix. No
1: question about it. There in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. yeah. Charles leads the band Those two places for sure.
0: Yeah. No. Arizona trash. I said it.
1: Is that Clark on there already? Is that my man from, from, from PHNX? Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, no, it's our Clark. <laughs> oh, that's our Clark. Okay, I thought that was
1: my man. Excuse me. <laughs> How
4: can you see that far? I can never read the comments that were on that screen. Oh, man. Well, hey. Yeah, sometimes uh,
0: it Clark was asking about Lowry driving the ball. Speaking of that, Mark, did you see Lowry marketing stat line tonight? What the hell was that? Where was that?
2: Yeah, I, I saw it, but I'm choosing to ignore it. Um, and so I a <laughs> I mean... Javonte is sporting that number twenty-four pretty well right now, so uh, I think I think we keep rocking that number twenty-four. So Javante's wearing it and, and and doing it pridefully, I would, I would say
1: I, I think so. But well, you know that's the city. He he always has had good games in Denver. If y'all remember him when he when he was here with the Bulls, man, his father flew in that one time. I don't remember that into, at all. And they flew. Frankly, I don't remember one good. game. Oh, I, remember it, <laughs> I remember it, man. I remember. He balled out in Denver, and then that was it. Yeah, all I rem- all
4: I remember is that. Mythical month of February. March.
0: Lowry, baby. Yes. Whatever it was back in like seventeen. It happened. Uh, we'll always have that. Feb- we'll always February have nineteen. It. He averaged like yep. twenty-seven and twelve. Twenty-five and twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. I never forget it. Beautiful. I, I remember um, that. guys, real quick before we get out of here, just another quick glance. The Bulls with this loss tonight, a game and a half back of Boston for the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. The home court is disappearing before our eyes. hmm Cleveland pulled out that win in OT, so the Bulls are now just one game clear of Cleveland in the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, bless their hearts, did finally do something useful and beat the Raptors, shout also out. in OT tonight. The Raptors, shout out Avery Bradley, two yes. games back of the Bulls in seventh. Are we concerned that by the time we got to play this back to back against <laughs> the Raptors and Bucks next week,
1: look at Mark's look at face. His face. <laughs> we
0: get the question out. I've never
1: seen that face on him before. That's why you watch <laughs> us on YouTube, guys. Oh my god, I've never seen that before. That
0: was awesome, Mark. I've I've been sitting here for days now defending you
2: and your honor, saying
1: Mark A said this a month ago. You guys, he said
0: uh, it could happen,
2: and look where we are. I appreciate are. that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Like I, I took a lot of heat for suggesting that the balls, based on the schedule coming up, you know, we're at, at a risk based on, um, you know, all the injuries as well, that they could potentially slide into the play-in. And, and it is a, a real scenario right now. I, I said at the top, I'm very glad, and this makes this loss a little bit easier, but I'm, I'm very glad that the Raptors lost to the Lakers tonight because that makes, you know, it gives the balls a little bit of a buffer here. But yeah, they, they have a real chance at sliding into that, you know, seventh seed. Uh, I have to crank my numbers after this, get on my spreadsheet to see how their strength of schedule is looking post this game. But there's 12 games to go for basically all three teams. You know, there's one, maybe two games separating them all. They, they play each other to to close the season out over the next week or so. So, the next couple of weeks of Bulls basketball has huge permutations on you know not only this season but the playoffs as well and what this maybe means going forward. So, it is very critical. Um, it's one of those things where you don't want to be right on something because it's bad for your basketball team and ultimately bad for your mood. But um, yeah, look, this is a risk the Bulls have to you know, get through, I suppose. But the encouraging thing is that they control their own destiny here. If they just win games that they should, um, like, hopefully, <laughs> against good teams like the Utah Jazz and the Suns, then, the women, then we don't have to worry about the Cavs or, or the, uh, the Toronto Raptors overtaking. Like, those teams need the balls to fall off in order to jump up. But the Bulls just need to take care of business. It's on them now, and hopefully they do it.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, Will was hitting it on the head in pregame when he was like, Monday, the playoffs start Monday. That's when it begins mm. for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Raptors and yep. you got the Bucks, Pelicans, got the, and Cavs. the Cavs. Like
4: they've got games against the Cavs and yeah. the Raptors mm. next week. Next week. Those are like God. must win games.
1: Mm-hmm. The turnaround is nasty and then you've
4: got the Bucks twice. Mm-hmm. You've got like the Timberwolves who have the best net rating in basketball since the all star break. Mm-hmm. Uh like yeah. it doesn't get easier. It's he, am, yeah, oh, I'm gonna be a
0: mess next week. Yes,
1: you yeah. are. Oh my God, You're be a total
0: mess. Our, be our, our pal Cody was, uh, you oh. know, feeling it during that ridiculous oh. Illini game earlier today. Yes, and they he did was. come back. He was having a moment. He was. I am going to be Cody with these Bulls games next week times four. <laughs> That's the difference. That's an extra on yours. That's the difference
1: of it, sir. But I'll be here for you. Don't worry, I'll be. And you too, Will. I see you, you sliding as well.
0: But I got you Thank back. You. I got I'm you sliding back, a little man. bit.
1: I got you, man. I'm sliding I got to do a bit. lot of holding over here, Mark. <laughs> I got
0: to do a lot of holding, baby. Big Dave's here for us. We are all here for all of you, our fellow Bulls fans. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here. Let's go home. Let's go home. It's 1215. Let's go home. Saturday. Yes. Going to get some sleep, have a nice breather this weekend. No yes. Bulls on Saturday or Sunday. That's right. Let's all refocus, come back ready, and energized for this back-to-back we got starting next week. Patrick huge, Williams. Huge. hmm Huge. Huge. Yikes. It's going to be fun, man. If you if you got some time this weekend and you haven't done it already, sign up for a CHGO membership. Download the PointsBet right. app with promo code CHGO. Make a $50 deposit. Get a free CHGO membership. Do it that way. Mm-hmm. And follow us on Twitter. He's at Won't Gottlieb. He's at BOWBWL Sports. Yeah. I'm at Bold underscore Peck. Our pal Mark K at MK Hoops. Give it up for Mark, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh. Always a pleasure to have you join us, sir. The fresh haircut, hanging, oh, Mark. we see you, Mark. Fucking sharp with the black. We see you. Tea. I see you. Thanks yes, as sir. always <laughs> to our pal and our buddy and our producer Joey dropping Joey. those audios in for us tonight. Um That's it. That's it. Let's go home. Let's go home. Appreciate you, Bulls Nation. Until next time. See you red. Be good.